Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Good morning, Seattle. My name is Lee, and I'm here with Greta. We are filling in for Dr. Pat this morning. She is on a well-deserved break today. We, Greta and I are from the podcast Shifting Impressions, Conversations with the Realm of Beings, hosted on Transformation Talk Radio, Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, and our podcast, normally we are... Uh, myself, Greta, Yvonne, and the Realm of Beings, but our one co-host could not join us today. And we have a podcast that is centered around the creation of reality. And we talk with you uh, in general conversation about what we're creating in our lives, uh, what realities we're making, and you know, to help us understand what we're creating, how it shows up, and tools and understanding to dissect that to create a reality that's more in line with what your, the true life you want to live. So we also channel the realm of beings. Greta facilitates that for us. So in the last portion of the show, we will hear directly from them. So Greta, can you tell us, tell the audience more about the creation of reality? Uh, surely. First of all, I think that, um, I think what I'd like to say is that um, realities are being created by each one of us uh, 24-7. We never stop uh, creating realities. Uh, people think that a reality is a big thing, like I'm going to buy a car or I'm going to manifest a house. Uh, and that's not necessarily so. Uh, for instance, if you are walking down the street and you've, you're putting your right foot in front of your left foot, that's a creation of reality into itself. Because realities are a combination of choices. What choices are we going to make? And there's a myriad of opportunities for us. Uh, some opportunities we wish that we had not taken advantage of in some cases. And in other cases, we wish that we had done something. But it's every moment and a moment is faster than the speed of light. So every moment we are creating our reality, we are creating our life. And it's all about choice. Yeah, Lee, you were going to say something. And how are we creating our reality? <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, we create our reality by way of thought. You think it. Um, there's some theories about that. Uh, some psychologists were thinking that, does the thought come first? It's almost like the chicken and the egg. What came first? Yes. Does the thought come first and then the emotion? Or does the emotion come first and then the thought? Or do both of them come simultaneously? We uh, purport that it's um, the thought comes first and then the emotion. Um, I kind of compare it to an automobile. If you have an automobile and it doesn't have any gas, you have the vehicle, which is the automobile. It's the car itself. But you didn't put any gas in it. So the only way it's going to be able to move is if you call a tow truck and the tow truck takes it away 
or you gather up some people and say, push it to a certain place. But normally, what do we do? We go and we put gas in the car. When we put gas in the car, we turn it on, it ignites, and, and then we can go wherever we want to go. So uh, creation of a reality is similar to that, Lee. It's like um, we have a thought, and the more we think about it, the more intense emotions that we put on that thought the faster the manifestation of it. So that can even go with, goes with anything, basically. It goes in, let's just call it, you know, it's sort of bi-directional, right? Those things that may we may want to create in our life and those things we may not want to create in our life, depending on the emotional charge that that thought has. Right, right. And we have to put the charge there. And we think and we think and we think and we, we it gets intense. You know, I want a, um, I want a candy bar. I had a little boy, I can tell you this story. There was a little boy that I was um, working with and oh, he just wanted a bicycle. He wanted a bicycle. And he kept concentrating, concentrating, concentrating. And then when he came back to me, he said, I got my bicycle. I got my bicycle. So the thought was the bicycle. The energy behind wanting that bicycle was the uh, was the was the emotion he put on it. That was something that he really, really, really wanted. So he kicked it in. But then there are also things, Lee, um, as you know, that there are things that we kick in that we wish that we had never kicked in. And yes. they're, out, they're out there as well, like illnesses, accidents, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yes. Do you want to go there with today's audience? Should we share with them about, you know, these mental equivalencies, uh, how things manifest in our lives, you know, what should be where should we go sure we can do that um uh with the audience um mental equivalencies the idea of mental equivalencies with uh matthew fox was given uh credit for that back in 1948 okay what we're talking about is not something new it's Mm -hmm. really something old um creation of reality i'm sure uh was back in the 20s, 1920s, talking about creation of reality. However, uh, Seth, uh, the, indiv- the entity Seth, who uh, channeled through Jane Roberts, uh, has been given the credit for coining uh, the term creation of reality. You know, But the concept, the ideas of it have been around for um, a, very, a very long time. So uh, we can start from the beginning. Where do, we, where do we first create our reality? See, people think that, okay, we're in this body now. We're right here uh, in what people call this dimension. And so uh, this is where I'm creating my reality. They don't realize that the reality starts even before conception. We are uh, energy essences energy essences of the force, which created all of existence. From there, we move into an incarnate stage. And that's where we formulate what our vehicles are going to look like. We make other choices about uh, some of our experiences, some of the how, as we call it. The how are you gonna learn something? How do you want to learn these lessons? It's not that you choose, many people say that we choose the lessons. We're saying, no, the lessons are already chosen. You are given the lesson. The what you have to do is the how of the lesson. Like say a lesson is about abandonment. Then how are you going to learn that? That's your choice. 
but you started the creation of reality because back at the incarnate stage, you've got to decide uh, species. You've got to decide uh, how you're going to manifest your physicality. Uh, are you going to be a humanoid? And if you're going to be a humanoid, who are going to be, you're going to choose your mother and your father. And you choose your parents by way of um, the how. How are they going to support you in learning abandonment? How will they, or maybe you won't even learn it from them, but you're going to pick up their epigenetics. You're going to pick up their genetics. And epigenetics is making it real simple is what are they carrying down the line to you? What are they carrying for you? In other words, there's some parents that uh, provide their children with an experience in uh, addiction of some sort. Some parents uh, provide their children with an experience in opulent prosperity or opulent wealth, you see. So you choose the parents according to the lessons that you've committed to learn and choosing your parents is the beginning of how I want to learn these lessons. And then you and, continue from that. And when you were saying lessons we are supposed to learn, do what exactly, what, what exact context are you talking about? Is that, oh, I, we are, my lesson is abandonment and I am supposed to learn that I do not need to experience this, or I, uh, I mean, I'm sure people get very sucked into abandonment challenges. So is the idea that we are here to overcome these challenges or just to strictly experience them without evolving or shifting our impressions about it? What are we supposed to do? Well, the idea is that uh, we've joined this drama, we've mm -hmm. joined this play so that we can experience ourselves. And uh, some of us, we put in joy, we put in peace, we put in unconditional love. So there are a lot of things that are in, but it's like a vegetable soup. You know, I remember when I was a kid and I, uh, my great grandmother would say, okay, here, we're having vegetable soup for dinner. So the first thing I'd look at wouldn't even be the liquid of the soup. I'd look and see what are the vegetables in there and find the ones that I like the best. And then that's what I would eat, like the green peas. I used to love green peas because they were sweet. So I would search out all the green peas. It's like vegetable soup. What if, what I what do I want to experience in with these lessons? How am I going to do it? But see, there are two lessons that we all have in common, basically two. I'm talking okay. about the basic ones. One is the fact that we want to learn. And, not, and let me say, let me put learn in quotes because it's not about us wanting to learn something as it is about us wanting to remember something. Because all of these things that we've been learning in books, from all kinds of people, uh, from entities outside of this earth, all of those things, we already know all of it. We really do. But what we're doing now today and the people that are listening uh, to us, the audience is remembering, we're helping them to remember these things. Remember about creations of reality, how we create. We already know this, really. We already know it. So the two lessons are one, uh, to love ourselves. A lot of us don't love ourselves. And we, once we came into the vehicle, we came out of the incarnate stage and we came into the vehicle. Um, we learn from uh, the people that we bring to us, that we create to bring around us, that we don't love ourselves. Or 
some people will create to bring people around them that show that they do love, they do love themselves. So unconditional love of self is one for everybody, every humanoid. The next thing, separation. That's that there is no separation. Correct. There is no separation, really. It's an illusion. See, we have creation of reality. And creation of reality is really creating a lot of illusions. These are all illusions we're creating. But they Mm -hmm. appear to be so uh, real. You know, like if I stub my toe, what am I going to do? Probably if it really hurt, I'm going to say, ouch. Mm -hmm. You know, so... It's, it's challenging to tell somebody, well, you know, you really didn't stub your toe. You know, what do you mean I didn't stub my toe? Right. I, felt I felt it. it. Right. right, right, right. So, you know, so don't tell me that I'm living in a world of illusion, but, but, but it is, it is illusion, very, very illusionary. And it makes us think uh, in this um, avenue or this drama that we're in, that it's, that it's real. So, so part it's of the part of love it. of self, and there is no separation. We're all one. There's only oneness. And we will end on oneness. Thanks so much for listening. If you have any questions for us, please feel free to call at 800-930-2819. We're taking a short break. We'll be right back. Did you know that when we talk about the Earth's ecosystems, the most important ecosystem has been left out. You, we created the ecosystem approach to recapture human potential. Find us at theecosystemapproach.org. Join us every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time for the Ecosystem Approach Show with Jason and Patricia on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Healing has a ripple effect. One person's healing affects everyone around them. This is where the power of sharing our stories can be so important. Tune in to Playing on the Edge Radio with Megan Edge each month on Transformation Talk Radio as Megan provides you with ways of sustaining radical and powerful changes in your life. Enact the power of radical change. To find out more about Megan Edge, visit her website at meganedge.ca. You're driven, and it totally shows. Your career is taking off, you're killing it in the mom game. But did your health needs make it on the plate this week? Tune in to the Boss Up Babe radio show, where Carissa Adkins helps babes show up, boss up, and thrive. Every second and fourth Tuesday at 12.30 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Become the boss babe you were meant to be. To sign up for one of Carissa's group coaching programs, visit 365dailyhustle.com. Parenting isn't about perfection. I think we all know that. Parenting is about being present and honest, having compassion for your child and for yourself, communicating consciously and loving unconditionally. Tune in to The Awakened Parent Project with Susan Dolce every first and third Tuesday at noon Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Learn to be an empowered parent through the techniques of the conscious parenting community. To learn more about Susan, visit SusanDolce.com. It takes courage to step into your calling and go for your dreams. Sabotage monsters can get in your way, preventing you from reaching your potential. You can choose to struggle alone, or you can choose community and support, someone to walk beside you, meeting you where you are. If you are ready to make real and lasting change, Coach Christine Clark is here for you. Find out more about one-on-one coaching and group programs with Coach Christine at sunglowtransformation.com. Are you ready to branch out? Take a leap of faith. Tune in to Get Rooted Radio with Erica Gifford-Mills on TransformationTalkRadio.com to equip, empower, and enlighten yourself. Erica will energize and excite you to power up your passionate dream that sets your soul on fire. So get fearlessly ready and get powerfully rooted in your yes to live it up, love it up, and let it go. Visit GetRootedRadio.com. Hello, I'm Lee, and I'm talking with Greta. We, we are filling in for Dr. Pat today. We host the podcast, Shifting Impressions, Conversations with the Realm of Beings, every Friday at 8 a.m. 
Pacific time. Thank you for joining us. Before we went to break, Greta and I were chatting about uh, reality and illusion and how we create our reality. And we were, we mentioned something called mental equivalencies. So we'd like to elaborate that on that a little further, how you can, how they manifest in our lives, how we create them in our lives, what they can teach us and guide us, how they can teach us and guide us. Greta, can you elaborate more on that? Okay. I want to introduce the concept of the unconscious. Um, okay. Many people go from consciousness to subconscious. I hear a lot of that subconscious, but we're talking about the unconscious. And the difference between the conscious and the unconscious is, I'll give you an example of a glass of water. You take uh, an empty glass and you put it under the faucet and you run the faucet and it's filling up with water, more water, more water, more water. When the glass is totally full, then the water starts to run over the sides. It displaces it so it can take in new water. That's equivalent to your consciousness. Now, the unconscious, let's take that same glass. Uh, it's empty. We put it under the uh, faucet. We turn on the faucet and the water never runs over. It just keeps taking in, taking in, and taking in. That's the unconscious. The unconscious never forgets anything and retains everything. It knows when you ate your first uh, candy bar. It knows when you first uh, sneezed. It doesn't forget anything. Everything is contained within its memory. Okay, with that now, let's move into uh, the creation of reality and mental equivalencies. Let's say you've been working, working, working very hard on the job. You've had a very stressful day and then you start to experience uh, a headache. And you say, oh, I, got, I have a headache, you know. Okay, usually you just think, okay, I have a headache and that's it, let me go take some aspirin. And that's as far as it goes. The concentration then is to uh, get rid of the headache. That's the focus. But when we talk about creation of reality and you think of that headache, then you're going to start to think beyond just the headache. You start to begin to think on why do you have the headache in the first place? So why becomes a very important word when we're talking about creation of reality. Why did I create, notice what I'm saying, because mm. the headache just, just didn't come out of nowhere now, because anything that happens with you, you created yourself. I don't care what it is. I don't care what it is. If it's happened to you personally, then you created it. So the headache is a personal experience of yours. So you created it. The thing then, uh, Lee, is to look and see and try to figure out why did you create it in the first place? So now we get into mental equivalencies. There are several books, several people um, that um, uh, you can call into the studio and we can give you some recommendations after the program is over. Um, but there are uh, several books, several people, authors uh, that deal with mental equivalency. So you would see headache and it would tell you stress. You've placed yourself under stress. So then when you recognize, okay, I'm under stress, then the next step is going to be um, what's causing my stress? Because that's what you're going to want to deal with. Sure, you're going to take that aspirin. I'm not saying for you not to take that aspirin or whatever medication you choose to take for headaches. You know, 
And if you have, if you're experiencing, if you've created to experience a migraine headache, migraine headache has a different mental equivalency to it, Lee, than just a, just a headache. Okay. Those are two different things. So they're two different reasons. Migraine versus migraine headache versus regular headache. So mm-hmm. mental, see your body. I'm sorry, Lee, go ahead. You're going to ask. Oh, I was going to say mental equivalencies are such an interesting topic when you understand that when you can understand that you are creating this, but your body is giving you clues as to if maybe if you're unaware of what you're creating, I think the last place we sort of get a little message is in the physical body. So, right. If you don't deal with it at other levels, you know, it comes knocking on the physical body, like that stub of the toe or the headache or, you know, some other more serious conditions. Right. But if you know that this exists and you know that you're creating it, it's, such a powerful tool for you to observe what you're doing right and and i i like how you said powerful tool because that's what it is it's a tool for us to be able to use to understand where our unconscious is because the unconscious is always supporting you in the lessons you want to learn and ladies, so I, can, may I interrupt for just one second? We have a caller that's actually been waiting very patiently with us. A really good question for you guys, if I'd like to bring her on. Oh, yes. fabulous. Yeah, it's Thank De- you. Yeah, you're welcome. Sorry to interrupt. It's Deb from New Jersey. Hi, Deb. What's your question? Hi, Deb. Hi. I'm, hi. Hi. I was wondering if um, uh, my question is, how, how do we live in the realities of the illusions? What what are some ways to deal with these realities that are illusions? Uh, any tips or thoughts on that? Well, one thing would be to understand one that you create your own reality. That's that's the biggie is to understand that first, and then the next thing is you can use the mental equivalencies to help you figure out how did you develop this. But now, Deb, you're talking about, well, how do we deal with it? How do we deal with something um, that we uh, don't want? Or I get a sense, Deb, are you trying to get at the, maybe not your independent, the collective's reality that we share? Are you talking more about that, that maybe you feel that we don't have control of, we're just a part of? some collective reality are you still Um, i guess both because sometimes they go hand in hand right that's possible that is possible it depends um uh what happens with that uh lee were you going to say something else in reference to that well i just wanted to know uh it seems that we are sharing a global experience at this moment in time. A lot of things are shifting and maybe we feel things are out of our control because this does appear to be a global experience. So in that context, how can we, how can we understand that illusion? Okay. Let's say that um, I bought some tickets to go to the circus. I took my family. When I got there, I'm going to see all these other people that have bought tickets to go to the circus. So we are sharing a collective creation of reality. A collective creation of reality in that... um, we all want to go see the circus. So you're in your house, person, another person is in their house, another person is in their house, but we all come together, we all buy tickets, and we all come together to experience the circus. That's a collective 
consciousness. When you go to a football game, you have the stadiums filled with thousands and thousands and thousands of people, you know, there to enjoy the football game. So that's a collective consciousness. We're coming together collectively to experience the football game. So there are times in this world experience that we have come together as a collective to experience something together. It might be uh, going into a classroom, a fifth grade classroom, and the children are all there with the teacher. That's a collective consciousness. They just, just didn't pop up and say, okay, I'm going to fifth grade and I'm going to uh, Joe Schmo's classroom. No, they all, they come together, but there's a creation of reality there. Even if they didn't know the teacher, there's a collective and then they come together and they form this experience in this classroom. So we are constantly in a state of formulating collective consciousnesses. Some of them that probably we wish we had never created. Like for instance, uh, a world war too was a collective consciousness, you know. Um, another collective consciousness would be um, uh, the people that are, uh -huh, the people that go to space. The astronauts that are going to space, even if it's only three or four of them going up at, at one time, but there's a collective consciousness between them going on that they're sharing this experience at that time on that day and going up into space, be it that they go up and come straight down or be it that they stay there for uh, 30 days. I think one group stayed up there for a year. So that's, that's a collective, I'm coming together with you. So we have a lot of collective experiences that also have mental equivalences. Okay, so how can we learn from that? You know, like, like let's go into space seems like a great thing. Maybe going to class is also pretty good for most people. But if you're ex collectively experiencing like our current global situation which some of us may or may not want to participate in i mean what do we have to learn from that on an individual level to shift something on an individual level to shift uh certain experiences are created out of fear um and when you have an experience that's created out of fear you really want to deal with that uh, within yourself because when you fear something uh, the energy is so strong that it will provide you with the experience that you fear so one thing you want to do is to uh, see yourself always uh, if it's an experience that you do not want uh, is to uh, stay within yourself, uh, being safe and secure. But the big thing is to love self. I know when we did one podcast, someone made a comment about, well, I don't think it's very important to love self. That is one of the really, really super important things is to learn to love self. Because when you love, see, it's create, support, support, create. And I know we won't be able to uh, tell to explain this whole thing about creation of reality in one hour, but um, it's to love self. When you love self, appreciate yourself. You're going to create people that come around you. You're going to bring the uh, law of attraction. People like to use that law of yeah, attraction. Yeah. You're going to attract people who support you in loving yourself. That's the thing. See, if we get in an argument with somebody or a disagreement with somebody, we look at the other person. 
and say, okay, you're the you're you're my challenge. You and you blame that person. Well, you did this to me, you did that, and all that kind of stuff. And you can never do anything to anybody. It's impossible. But what you do is you can support them where they are at. I always tell people, don't look outside yourself. Your challenges are internal. The solutions are internal. And I think that's important, especially in keeping with what Deb has uh, said, uh, and that you said too, with uh, the collective consciousness, even though you're in a collective consciousness, you still have your own you still have your own reality. You have choice. You can be a part of the collective or not part of the collective. You always have choice. Always. You're never so important for our listeners to understand that the creation of your reality is always based on choice. Thank you, Seattle, for listening. We're going to take a momentary short break. And when we come back, we will be joined by the realm of beings and we will hear directly what they have to tell us about this conversation about the creation of reality. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Have you been on life's roller coaster trying to figure out what to do next? Then join Greta, Lee, Yvonne in the realm of beings each Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Shake the dust off your wings and fly to the highest heights in your thoughts and actions. Express your greatness. Be a champion for yourself. And we'll see you there on Shifting Impressions Conversations with the Realm of Beings. Have you been on life's roller coaster trying to figure out what to do next? Then join Greta, Lee, Yvonne in the Realm of Beings each Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Shake the dust off your wings and fly to the highest heights in your thoughts and actions. Express your greatness. Be a champion for yourself. And we'll see you there on Shifting Impressions Conversations with the Realm of Beings. Day-to-day living can be difficult in our world today. Most of us don't know how to live a peaceful, joy-filled existence. Learn how to break through these barriers and live a transformative life on Love and Light with me, Dr. Lisa, every day living in peace, every second and fourth Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. To work with Dr. Lisa, visit EducationThroughEngagement.com. Guess what? You don't need to wait until the new year to set new goals for yourself. Hi, I'm Joan Marlowe, the host of Awareness to Action, and I'm taking this concept to a whole new level. I've developed a program to take your awareness to action in 90 days. Let me introduce you to your day one. Day one can start any day you choose, so why not now? We will use powerful brainstorming, mastermind, visioning, and goal-setting techniques to open your awareness of what you really want in your life and take action with intention to get there. Choose to work with me one-on-one or in a small group. Let's connect, lift each other up, and hold each other accountable. I'm offering a free consult to design your program. Visit my site, peacefullyhealing.com, to connect with me, and let's find out when your day one will begin. Are you ready to get big and live your life out loud? Tune in to Get Big Out Loud Radio, exploring life through the lens of curiosity and compassion. With me, Carrie Knudsen, joining Dr. Pat live every second Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. I will offer ideas to transform what you are thinking into conscious action. If you want to get big and live your life out loud, visit me at KnudsenSpeaks.com. Hello. Thank you for listening. My name is Lee and I'm here with Greta. We are the hosts of the podcast, Shifting Impressions, Conversations with the Realm of Beings, hosted on Transformation Talk Radio, Fridays at 8 a.m. Pacific time. Greta and I are filling in for Dr. Pat today. Our colleague Yvonne is absent. Unfortunately, she couldn't join us. 
on our podcast, the third segment of the podcast, we have a direct link through Greta to the realm of beings. So if you would like more information on channeling or what it is, please, you can find our podcast on Transformation Talk Radio or iTunes or Spotify. Go to the first episode and we tell you all about what we're doing here. So the realm of being should be with us now. Realm, are you here? Yes. Thank you for joining us this morning. Greta and I have been talking about the creation of reality. Do you have anything more to share with the listeners today? Most people don't uh, believe in the creation of reality. It's easier not to think about that you created some things that you create. It's like it's unbelievable that I would do something like that. Yes, it's definitely a hard pill for some to swallow because when we're creating things that are joyful and happy, we can fully take responsibility for those things. But sometimes when things are less than desirable or health challenges are arising in our life or with friends or in the lives of friends, when we see these things we don't want to see happening around us, but especially when they are our creation of reality with ourselves, we sometimes have a tendency to deny that. But knowing that you create your reality is a form of empowerment because you have the ability to change things you don't like once you're aware of it. How, if people are experiencing a creation in their life that they do not identify with, how can they change it? Change, change the thought. Change the thought. But what, what thought would you change it with is to uh, love Uh, yourself we always say that love you some people think that that's not important it is important because it directs your creation of reality loving yourself will provide you with other opportunities for loving yourself If you're down in the dumps, I'm no good, I can't do this, I'm worthless, you're beating up on yourself, and you're beating up on a divine being. You are divine. You do not need to beat up on yourself. Start to live in your divineness as you are created and as you create yourself. Love yourself. Love every part of yourself. Love every cell of your body. That is something very important. It will dictate to you what attractions you are going to bring to yourself. Look around you. Who are you? What type of people are you attracting to yourself? What type of people? People that are beating up on themselves? People that don't don't love themselves or people that do love themselves. You have a choice, always. What were you saying, Lee? So that's a clue when 
people can observe what they are, who is surrounding them, and if they like the energy that is coming, then maybe they're on the right track. But if you, you, and you feel good and you feel joyful, that is the way to be. However, if you don't want to look internal yet, but you externally see what's manifesting around you and you try to judge it as not good or not the energy you want or bad influences, if you're seeing that, that means you have to turn internally to see what what actually is in you. Yes? Everything That's is a gauge. internal. Everything is internal. Your challenges are internal. Your solutions are internal. As humanoids, you look outside yourself for the answer. The answers are inside you, deep inside you. How do you change yourselves? You change yourselves by saying, we would say to you, Walk around the house and say, ooh, I love myself. I love myself. I love myself. Make it a chant. I love myself. I love myself. We can make a song out of that. Do something with it. <laughs> Enjoy being you. Stop making yourself suffer. Who wants to suffer? I'm living in a bad place. You're living in a bad place, then get up and move. You with somebody that makes you feel bad about yourself, then get up and move. You don't have to sit down anywhere at any time. You have the empowerment over yourselves at all times. You think you don't, but you do. Always. You always have the ability to create the things you want. Always. I don't care where you are. I don't care what you look like. I don't care what your ailments are. You can change anything. Change your thoughts. Put your emotions, instead of putting your emotion to fear, I can't do this. I'm afraid. Release yourself of the fear. There's no need. Divinity has no need for fear. And you, each one of you, is divine. So if someone is finding themselves in a place where maybe they're not feeling so good, they're feeling depressed, I mean, can you start with a small thing? I mean, if you're not ready to fully embrace loving yourself if you find some a little inkling of joy in a sunset or a flower and you start there with some external appreciation is that the one stepping stone to getting to self-love that could be for some people for some people it would not be enough if you're sitting if you are incarcerated You can't go out to go get the flower. You can't go out to see the sunset. So now what do you do? What is the start for those people? Some are in the proverbial prison, but if you're in an actual prison, where do you start? Hmm. We're working with a young man now. He had to learn to love himself. He had to learn to love himself. 
That's what he's practicing. It's not something that just pops up and say, okay, I love myself today. No. If you've been taught not to love yourself, you've spent 50 years of your life not loving yourself, 50 years of your life being in depression, just to go get a flower, uh, they have to go deeper than that. They have to go deeper into themselves and decide, I, I'm, I'm better than this. I'm better than this. I know I am. I am a divine being. I can and I will love myself. Notice we're like speaking in the future, but some people only know present, past, present, and future. They don't understand the nowness. So for those who are at not the nowness, think of what you call the future. See it brighter than what it is. Write down on paper what it is you want. Study it. Study what you want. You have to change yourself. It just doesn't happen. You go around the corner and say, whoops, I'm changed. <laughs> Thank goodness. I'm changed. No. You have to decide. This is what I am going to do. And don't be lonely. You know, some people say, oh, I'm lonely. I'm lonely. I'm by myself. Forget that. We're all by ourselves. Me included. But I thought yes. we were all connected. Yes, we are all one, Lee. But in being humanoid, people think of the term if there's not another person next door or there's not another person that they're living with or that they're being with they see themselves as being alone it's another illusion it's another illusion of aloneness we are getting to the end of the hour realm do you have anything brief that you would like to leave the listeners with? We're going to leave them with the same thing we said over and over and over again. Love and appreciate yourselves. Love and appreciate yourselves. If it's your fingernails you like, start there. If it's your hair that you like, Start there. If it's your feet, start there. Start somewhere about you that you are loving you. And then make it more and increase it more and more and more until you are loving your totality. Remember, you are divine. Thank you, Realm. Thank you, Seattle, for listening. Greta and I had a wonderful time filling in for Dr. Pat today. We hope you join us on our next podcast, Shifting Impressions, Conversations with the Realm of Being. Thank you until we create each other again. <laughs>